Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Yeah, good morning, folks. Ivan here. So now that we are in this uh, week exploring the magician archetype and life transitions, I'm going to backtrack back to a very important time in my life that led to me creating Reclaim Unithrone in the first place. Now, some of you have already heard me say that I am pulling out as the head coach of the Reclaim Unithrone initiation because it's clear to me that the next stage of my life has come. Though the principles that I discovered back then for transformation they will of course come with me and they will forever remain inside of the reclaiming the throne training for the hundreds and thousands of men that will still have their lives changed on that journey so it was 2012 when i contracted glandular fever mononucleosis kissing disease whatever you call it which is um let's say a viral illness uh, triggered by the Epstein uh, bar virus and um, it has a tendency of inducing levels of um, chronic fatigue in uh, those who who suffer it and uh, I knew that when I had the um, the infection the viral the viral infection and um, so I was laying on my couch watching uh, the London Summer Olympics that year and uh, just taking it easy, making sure that I wouldn't overexert myself and, and do something stupid. And uh, nevertheless, I ended up quite ill for five years. Ill in the chronic sense of being very fatigued, struggling a lot with strange heat and cold sensations in my body, just having uh, just a hard time of it and feeling very alone and I had this one moment when I share with a friend that I don't know that I'll make it and, and a bit of a dramatic moment which uh, which was just a, a symptom of me being really at the, at the depths of it you know I was really just far down so that's how I'm, some part of my struggle in life I just got I, I whacked in the face like you're not going to keep pushing you need to fucking slow down and surrender and, and make yourself humble and so <clears throat> towards the end of 2013 I had this feeling or actually early, early parts of 2013 I had this feeling that I didn't like it in Norway I was tired of the country I was tired of the culture the introversion the the way that people didn't really seem to come together in a vibrant way and of course being a Norwegian 
I know what our culture is like, and at the same time, I just wanted something, something different, something new. And I had this impulse that I should follow the passion that I had for authentic relating at that point. I was running Authentic Norway, which was the first authentic relating community that I know about in Europe. And so we had uh, various authentic games nights and they were popular. It was a pretty vibrant community for Oslo standards. We had like 30 to 40 people at, on our, in our events. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yet uh, I wanted to learn more and so I decided to explore a, a training at the Integral Center in Boulder, Colorado where they dedicated a whole center to the Integral philosophy by Ken Wilbur and their core relational practice was circling. And so I, um, I considered going there and I just saw how impractical it was on many levels like I didn't know how to if I could be bothered with all of the financial costs incurred and renting out my flat and all of these things, I was sort of just stuck in a little bit of a comfortable trot, you know, it's a, just hobbling along and just just doing my thing, and and so I started to I started to reject my initial idea. And then there were a couple of things that happened. Uh, first of all, I met Tess van der Putten uh, in uh, May of 2013 at a re relational event. Tess is today the um, leader of the women's team in Reclaiming the Throne. Beautiful, wise, very skillful woman. And I was sat in front of her at this event as she said something really just strange about me feeling like I um, was somehow connected to nature and that when she was with me she felt in the presence of nature and even deer and that was that was a very strange thing for me to hear like deer like what the hell that makes no sense woman <laughs> that makes no sense but as women have so many times in my life they have left a uh, a mark on my heart and soul. I couldn't shake this comment. So I started asking other women if they could see what she was talking about. And I asked some of my closest female friends and they said, yeah, I can see that. So there was something happening there. So that was the, uh, that was the first step on, on a certain soul guidance that started to open up. The other thing was that actually, her partner, Ewan, at the time, um, they're not together now, but at the time they were, I, I was uh, discussing my, my future plans with him and I was talking about the possibility of going to Boulder, Colorado and how I probably wouldn't because of, well, all of the things I mentioned. And then we were going through some pictures of, of the place and I, I found this beautiful elk or stag or whatever <clears throat> on the on Pearl Street Mall in, in Boulder. And I had the strangest feeling of shivers up my spine and like recognition, some sort of revelation. And in that moment I just went from, okay, this is impractical. And I just told you and like, no, I'm going, I'm going. 
And so I think, first of all, what happened was that the chronic fatigue that came from glandular fever broke down some of the stubbornness inside of me that had come to describe the man that I'd been for 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 many years and and that was starting to break down because I didn't have the energy to uphold it I had didn't have the energy to uphold that those ramparts those facades those structures of my identity that was one thing uh, the other thing was this feeling of in the absence of that perhaps in the absence of those rigid systems of my identity, I was starting to feel guided in a way that I haven't before. And so I traveled then to Boulder. I decided to do the integral training, uh, the circling training, which would be the first of two circling certifications that I did. So circling was a big part of my life for a while. And, um, and while there, I, I met some very fascinating women again. And... I'd uh, research. I'd research Boulder a little bit before going, and I basically wondered if I'd meet some some beautiful, fit women there and have some fun. That was that was my motivation initially, and and there were two women that stood out that I was fascinated by. One uh, one was Ali um, Ali Shanti Alexis Neely. Um, she has a woman by many names. I don't remember what she goes by now, but she's she's made an almost like a performance art out of the the process of discovering who she truly truly is. I think Ali Shanti, Alexis, Alexis Neely. Uh, anyway, um, it was her, and it was uh, Sway uh, Sway Emily Spilkin. I, I saw them both, beautiful, powerful women. It seemed to me, and I was uh, I was intrigued by them. And I actually, I'd singled them out prior to even going to Boulder as women that I, I hoped to meet. Uh, to, see, to see what lived inside of them. And, and so after having been in Boulder for about a month, maybe a little longer, I'm, I'm at a party at um, Ali's place. And I stand in front of this woman... Uh, and, and the dots aren't connecting immediately, but I gradually come to realize that I'm speaking with Sway. She looked a bit different, actually, in real life than on the picture. Uh, but I was speaking with Sway, and um, and she was asking, just innocently, so why are you here? And then I told her, in a in a kind of sheepish way. Well, this this may sound a bit strange way, but I followed the trail of deer. And then she just sort of tilts her head sideways and looks at me penetratingly and and asks, "Do I do I seem like the kind of woman that would find that strange?" And then she laughs and I laugh and and I I feel like there's something here. And so, so Wei and I, over that period, we become very close, uh, soul friends, lovers for a period, and um, she she turns out to be a very, very, very important person in my life for a while. We even played with the 
the idea there uh, to to make it uh, a life commitment, uh, you know. But uh, but we realized both of us at that point that that wasn't right. It wasn't it wasn't supposed to be her and I. That was. You probably had the experience of having some whirlwind romance, and you think like, "Oh, the souls, the souls are communicating, and the stars are aligning, and so it's supposed to happen." But then, but then maybe not. Maybe it was just meant to serve some kind of opening of of your soul into the next layer of whatever it is that you you meant to discover. Nevertheless, uh, Sway and I we have this powerful experience, and I'm still pretty immature on many levels back then. Uh, I still am now, <laughs> you know, maturity, uh, holistic maturity takes takes a lifetime to come by, <laughs> but um, but turns out that she she's found this uh, deer leg outside in the woods and she picks it up so, sometime before I come there and she picks it up and asks herself, yeah, I don't know why I'm picking this up, but I guess it is for some purpose. <clears throat> and then she she meets me and uh, and we come together in this way and then she's like oh so it was for you it was for you this dear leg and so all of these things uh represent a very new experience in my life of a very soulful synchronistic events that come to create a tapestry of revelation and of soul initiation and so i come back to norway having had my experience with sway opening my soul and having this deer trail come to its completion and at the same time, being in the coaching community of Ali. So I'm learning about business from the one woman that I, I had a, an intuitive hit with. And I'm learning about soul and initiation from the other one. And so, <laughs> and it's all related somehow to deer. So this is why deer, the, the, the stag is on innerthrone.com, you know, it's, it's a symbol for the soul journey that led to Reclaim Unithrone being created. Uh, it's, uh, it's not a random thing that we have stags everywhere. It's been the flavor of my soul for a long time. And so <clears throat> this is a journey of starting with illness back in 2012, but really coming into... Uh, fruition, shall we say, at around the 2014 period, late 2014, when I launched Reclaiming a Throne, while in the midst of chronic fatigue and feeling depressed that I'm back in Norway and without sway in my life and struggling with all of those things, but still opening up to this uh, new transmission of deep soul mysteries and soul initiations that are coming through me as reclaiming the throne and so i take men 14 men that have been following my work with movies and i take them through this initial round uh, a 10-week program for like next to no money and they come back saying that this is i mean what the hell this is 
this is the most powerful transformational program I've ever done. What, what the hell? What, what, what is this? You know, and I realized that I found something. Clearly, that was so much about me entering into the unknown, listening to some deeper soul uh, hunch, and, uh, and just going with it without expecting that things are going to make sense immediately. I wouldn't be surprised if some of you recognized this story in your life. Like that there is some part of your life where there was a breakdown that led to you having the courage or the, the necessity to shift something around. And so you went out and, and you did something new, something a bit crazy, and it turned out that that was the thing that would come to shape your life for many, many years. I wouldn't be surprised if, if you listening right now have had an experience like that. And right now, as I'm literally on my last day in this flat and uh, walking around, there's surprisingly a little bit snow of snow on the ground. And Michelle and I are literally leaving my home for 10 years in a few hours moving into an uncertain future that is in some way shaped by this COVID-19 shit and, uh, and well, all the uncertainty that comes with it. And so who knows what's going to happen. The plan is to go to Sweden all that, <clears throat> and, and be there for a, for a year for her to get her citizenship. All I know is that there is something in me that is profoundly dissatisfied with staying put in the same place right now. There's something in me that just wants to expand, to evolve, to shift, to grow. And when that happens, I know that I can't really hold back anymore. And so the reason why, or the, the signal that things weren't working as they should was that all of a sudden it was harder to uh, enroll men for the Reclaiming a Throne training. Now, I could put that on financial challenges for people during COVID-19 and stuff like that, but I think that's irresponsible. What I want to do is to take it on me. What am I doing? And I realized, as I already told you, that, well, I, my heart's not in this anymore because my soul is wanting the next level of my purpose. And that's the question that I have for you. Where in your life is your soul wanting the next level of evolution of purpose the new chapter that is waiting for you is calling you forth there's a call to adventure and are you responding or are you playing into your fears are you playing into your desire to stay in the familiar as you step into the unknown as we covered yesterday there is a theme of transition there is a theme of the magician archetype and there's an opening into realms of revelation where the liminal, the liminal consciousness opens up in a kind of ritualized way in your life and you start seeing new things. And that's how it's supposed to be. This is what happens for so many people in life when they, they go on some sort of backpacking journey and they, uh, and they spend a lot of time in a, not necessarily a liminal space, but a liminoid space, which is like somewhat liminal, basically. And you, you're in this constant experience of transition that comes to define your whole life as, a, as an adult. You know, all of these travels that you had in your, in your youth. So many people have had that. 
And those travels, they wouldn't be without it for the, the, the life of them, you know, because it came to shape their outlook on the world. It came to shape their feeling of being at one with humanity, with, uh, with, uh, with cultures across the planet, giving them the ability to connect with people and to enjoy a certain level of uncertainty, so on and so forth. But, you know, we get a bit static and fixed again when we, uh, when we become older and, and we have all kinds of responsibilities. But every once in a while, there's still something that wants to come through. There's something that wants to happen. If we don't actually respond to it, we will kind of calcify, we'll be <clears throat> crystallized into a, a structure that is no longer serving us. We become like the trolls in Norwegian mythology that, you know, the sun rises on the trolls and they turn into stone so they can't move anymore. And that's a little bit like what we do. We turn into stone. We can't move anymore because we didn't listen. We didn't listen for the call to get moving. Well, I'm listening to that call. That's why I'm moving on from leading Reclaiming the Throne to some new challenges that I don't even know what are yet. But I'm feeling called. And uh, maybe you are as well. And my, my great joy is to know that Reclaiming the Throne will keep keep going and to serve men for years to come with with the um, the sole nutrients of what I experienced back then the ability to step out of the rigid petrified structures of our identity stepping through that and the gateway into the unknown to discover something new that ability and opportunity will be there as part of my legacy and i'm just grateful and happy for that and for ruben and for the rest of the team to make that possible so michelle is probably waiting for me inside now uh, there's a lot of work to do when you're packing up a 10-year life. Jesus, is so much work. And a lot of washing for this. Well, actually, some of you asked, uh, which tenant did I choose? <laughs> I, I was speaking on an earlier episode about the conflict uh, around what tenant to choose. It was the episode called something around the empathy, how empathy undermines your desire. And uh, basically, I ended up with neither of them. Uh, the first guy was just a little bit creepy when I asked him for references. I was very unwilling to offer references. And I'm like, okay, so you're out. And the other guy, he, um, he was de delayed with reference. I actually liked him. Muhammad was his name. And uh, I liked him. He was... Uh, young guy, entrepreneurial guy with a lot of vitality. Though he didn't also give me his references on time. And so I ended up with with a very sweet Norwegian uh, woman, young woman, who's going to live in my flat now. And uh, funnily enough, I didn't expect this, but I actually deep down had a subtle preference for a woman living in my flat. I, I had... 
actually a level of discrimination in my mind against men, which is, is interesting to, to notice given how much time I spent um, criticizing discrimination against men. But I had this idea that a woman would take better care of my flat, that she would uh, make it feel better, feel pretty, or whatever like that. So I'm actually quite happy that I ended up with a woman as my tenant. So that, that's, uh, that's my story. That's my story of uh, <laughs> discrimination against men. Sorry guys, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm coming out. I'll, I'll, I'll swear to uh, atone for my sins and, and try to make it up to us all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, it's another sunny, beautiful day here. And um, the last day where I will be walking around this area. Wow, I felt. I just felt the full impact of that. Ten years. Moving on. Yeah. Have a great day. I appreciate you, and uh, I wish you all the best today, this week, this month, this year, and hope that we keep walking together for a long time to come. If ever you have a question, don't hesitate to reach out on inner-throne.com slash podcast dash community or on the innerthrone.com help desk. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to masculineos.com for a comprehensive free guide.